Here we are then, folks, back in, this time episode 15 of the Silly Goose Gang podcast. Joining us tonight is a uh, 10th Planet Brown Belt under Denny Propokos, uh, Will Stone of 10th Planet Swindon. So thanks very much for joining us, Well, Much appreciate, mate. Yeah, no worries. Thank you for having me on. It'll be good. It'll be good. So how's <laughs> things been under the lockdown? It's terrible. Like, so bad. I was so flexible before this, and I have been stretching, but nowhere near as much as I should, so... You know, I'm, I'm going to have to go back to like a traditional jiu-jitsu game. Maybe join Gracie Baja or something. You know, I can't, I can't <laughs> remember that anymore. Going straight in there, it's, it's, it's just too late. No! <laughs> no, I'm joking. But yeah, no, I'm, it, it definitely sucks not doing jiu-jitsu. Yeah, I definitely, definitely does. does. It's, um, it's, quite, it's quite funny because everybody was making um, grapple dummies to begin with and those lasted about two days and it, it's like, oh, this sucks. I've seen <laughs> some horrendous videos of people with like chairs and tables and I'm yeah. like, fuck man, I'm, I'm, I'm desperate to train but not that. I don't want to get I, split, that's not my life, you know, it's not, I, it's not I tried two attempts, I mean I did all a chair and went, this is stupid, and put a chair back and sat down again. Yeah, I think that's, that's the safest option. <laughs> I tried to, I tried to the roll a chair and it caught me in the heel hook and tapped me, so I was definitely done at that point. Ali and his heel hooks, huh? So I think uh, I, I might be right in saying that Ali, you're the only one here that doesn't have a Naga medal. I think it is, you're right. Do you have a, a silver? I've got a silver, yeah. Yeah. Ali doesn't have one. I'm, I'm still devastated. Out. I don't have a Naga belt, though. Like, that's something that really yeah. pisses me off. And I literally lost by, like, the one point as well. And I was like, motherfucker. Because like, uh, they need the points on the submission. Have, I'm not bitter at all, but yeah, a little bit. <laughs> like, I really want a Naga belt. I really want a Naga belt. I don't think you get Naga belts until expert. Do you? Is that right? Yeah, only in the expert. Yeah. I think they do it in the purple belt gi division, though, if that helps. Uh, I fucking hate gi. Thank <laughs> you. Um, yeah, I got a, a silver and intermediate, he, intermediate uh, heavyweight um, at Naga Europe. But I was looking at the belt. I was looking at the belts, going, "Fuck, man! I need to, I need to, I need, I need to keep coming until I get one of these belts because they're really cool." You should have really stole one. Like just literally just walk <laughs> Fuck it. Like there's kids That's walking around. You could easily mug a kid. Like, I'm like, you don't deserve that. Now. Morally, no, but physically, yes. Yeah, that, that I don't know, man. Some of those Eastern European kids, I had them look quite handy. <laughs> I, 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 I don't do that. No, they're some big guys. But no, I can confirm I do not have a Naga belt or a medal. I'm just going to have to accept that. Yet. Okay, you won. Okay, you won. <laughs> Okay, yeah, uh, that was the plan. That was that was my plan for April this year, honest. Naga Bell. I don't actually know. Um, that's one of the things that I'd actually looked at maybe still going back to was Naga Europe again in Amsterdam, but I can't see that happening. Yeah. Um, I, I might try and hit like the, the next one I'll probably do is like Dublin or one in Spain, like one of the smaller ones, I reckon. Yeah, and yeah, hope the, the big dogs don't show up. That, that'd be my one because the competition in the UK is fucking tough now, man. Yeah, it's fucking tough. Yeah, there's not um, there's not many easy competitions. I don't think. No. Um, so yeah, it's uh, I don't know when the first competition will be, but um, I think well, I mean, everybody's going to need a few months to train. Right? Yeah, because nobody's been training, so everybody's. I I can't see us having a competition this year. To be fair, I, I, don't, I don't think, think anything's so. going to happen. 
They they have like super fights. Like I'd imagine like grapple fest or something to get going again. But yeah, I, I can't see like competition. Yeah. Like you can't have seven hundred people in one room. Yeah, yeah. So, I, yeah, so I, I thought um, Naga's usually the second weekend or third weekend in November, and then ADCC Manchester's like first weekend of December. Yeah, I thought maybe, but I, I don't. I am a youth. I don't think there'll be any kind of grappling competitions. Yeah. You know, maybe some some super fights or something. But yeah, there's not yeah. going to be any. Hopefully, they're super fights because they they've still been managing to do like SUG in America, haven't they? So. Yeah, 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 yeah. So I think um, yeah, Craig Jones has bought a couple of times on that. Yeah, I don't, I don't. I think was was one not in the UFC Performance Institute. Is that not right? Not sure. I think one of the subs was yeah. I think one of the subs they put in the performance centre. Keep it kind of keep it running. eh? as a as a bubble. I know they're talking about doing that for a few sports. I don't know if you've seen it, but they're talking about the NBA, the basketball, running in Walt Disney's complex in Florida. And having no. all the space there because they're not opening the hotels back up to the general public yet, but they've got like their wide world of sports complex with enough courts that they reckon they could bubble it and play about like fifty games over the course of like thirty days, like kind of an afternoon and an evening game. Yeah. And because it's on like Disney's land as such, they obviously have all the gates to come in with security, so they can literally scam people as they're coming in. They can quarantine the teams, yeah. which is mad. Cool. Is your sound okay, Ali? Uh, sounds alright for me, yeah. You getting crackles? Yeah, I'm getting weird. I think it may be my. Do you want to talk amongst yourselves and I'll change my earphones? Yeah, no worries. Yeah, yeah. sounds alright for me. You're in well, I. Talk amongst yourselves. You can, you can talk about me because I won't be able to hear you yeah. for a second. So. I'm, I'm definitely <laughs> going to do that 100%. But, <laughs> but yeah, Disney is like a superpower, right? And they, they can do what they want, really. Yeah, but well, I mean, Disney's doing UFC fight. They're never doing yeah, yeah. It's, so, it's so crazy. But yeah, I, I'm not into basketball, but it'd be cool and pretty progressive if they get that going. Yeah, that'd be that'd be decent. Yeah, yeah it'll be interesting. This is, this is right. better. I can hear everybody now. Yeah. Like I'm, I'm not into football in the slightest, but I did hear like the German league was starting again, like this week yeah. or something. Like, I don't, I don't follow football. I don't really follow team sports in general, but. Aye, Bundesliga kicked off, I think, last week. I saw something today that they're talking about doing similar with the English Prem, where they're talking about having, like, bubble sites or neutral sites and playing, like, four games in a day, having, like, a 10 o'clock, a 12 o'clock, a 2 and a 4 uh, during the week and stuff. And it's, it's going to be weird how much it's all going to change over the next yeah. 6, 12, 18 yeah. months, however long it takes to all settle down. Yeah, it's, it's, it's crazy how much it's changed already. Like, like we, like, obviously, you know, like Nationwide is one of the biggest employers in Swindon. They've already told people you're not coming back this year. You know, that's, it's, it's, it's mental. But, yeah. mm. I, I think a few employers are. Um, how are you getting on? Because obviously, you're, are you still serving at the minute? And no, no, not at the minute. I've been out three years, but this has prompted me to apply back as a reserve. So I'm, I'm going in the reserve. They offered me oh. ten grand. Like I couldn't say no. You know, <laughs> ten grand bonus to rejoin, and I was like, "This time's really shitty." I was like, "Let's get something going," but yeah, so I have to shave again, which is disappointing. But, <laughs> but yeah, needs must. I told you, I'd shave my beard off for ten grand, no problems. I reckon I can keep a mustache. You know, I can, I can do that. Yeah, I can be one of those mustache. Yeah. 
Definitely, definitely, definitely. So just talking about for yourself then, well, how did you get involved in jiu-jitsu? I know we've kind of rolled when I've been down in Swindon, and as you were saying, it's annoying that I've not been. I was supposed to have been down three times this year already, and obviously that all got hammered down right. with it. I never made it down. But what got you started in jiu-jitsu then? Was it through the military, or were you doing jiu-jitsu? Yeah, way before. Yeah, way before. Um, I'm, I'm pretty much like everyone else. I started watching the UFC and didn't want to get punched in the face. So I went to like one of the localish MMA clubs and it was like Roger Gracie Brown about teaching that. Okay. So I just started training. Like my aim initially was like I want to do MMA. And then I realized, yeah, punching in the face, not fun. So I started doing jiu-jitsu with Roger Gracie's. I love that. And I was, yeah, I was doing gi jiu-jitsu up until Purple Battle-ish. And then I transferred over to Tampa Planet. But it was mainly like watching MMA, thinking I could do that, that dragged me into it like most people. But yeah, that's mm. going on like 12 years ago now. Okay. Yeah. So it's interesting that you started in the gi as well and then transferred over to 10th Planet. What caused you to do that jump across then from kind of a very traditional style in the gi to the more non-traditional 10th Planet system? It was it's actually Naga. Yeah, it, it, it was actually Naga. So I decided I wanted to compete in Naga, but we didn't practice footlocks at our club. Like, we're straight ankle lock, that's about it. So one of my friends from the army was like training at Mick Broster's in 10th Planet Birmingham and he's like, come up, get a private with Mick you know, learn some hill hooks, don't go to Naga and get your fucking ACL exploded. So I went up there and started training and I was like, I'm not going to slag off my club because I feel like it was good for what it was in the gi and stuff like that. But I felt like I, I, I felt so like a fish out of water, man. It, it was unreal. Like I, I didn't know how to defend reaping. I didn't know how to defend, defend hill hooks. Like I was just getting smashed. And I was like, what the fuck is, what, what is this? And then I started getting into it more. And um, I, I really liked the sort of training approach that Tampa Planet had with like the warm-ups and the drilling and it it just kind of resonated with me so I just started doing that a little bit more going out there visiting him more and then eventually I went out to train with Danny for seven weeks and then yeah I just like fuck it I haven't put a gi on since I went out to San Francisco yeah. <laughs> and I don't miss it's, it at um, all to be honest you don't at all I don't I don't I, I don't I don't enjoy training the gi in the slightest I just don't enjoy gi jiu-jitsu um, I do it because I feel like I have to do it but um I don't enjoy it at all. It's just slow. There's nothing worse than watching people compete for points in the gi, somebody getting up, you know, two points, three points, and then just defending that lead. You think, oh my God, this is terrible. And I'd rather watch sub only. You know, gi yeah. is way more exciting. Um, some people will get really annoyed when you say these things, but um, yeah. <laughs> it's, it's a weird one. I'll probably get like shunned from the, the temp planet for saying this, but. I, I love Savoni, I, I really do, but I've kind of gone off the whole EBI overtime thing lately. Like, I, I prefer watching, like, Polaris, personally, where there are, it's not a point system, but the, the aggressive person wins. So, like, I hate points mm. in general, but, like, for me, EBI and these overtime rules, people play the game too much now. You know, like, yeah. certain people stall mm. out the whole match and just win in overtime, and, like, that's, in my opinion, that's just as bad as, like, getting an advantage and holding on to someone. Like, I thought the, the first mm. seven, eight EBIs were sick. Like, with Gary Ton and Gordon Ryan, Eddie Cummins, they were tearing it up. Like, even Geo, like, it was amazing. But I, I, I prefer to watch something where there is some sort of, like, like, what I say with Polaris, where there is a little bit of judging. Like, I know it's sub only, but I, I prefer that. Do you, do you think maybe that they need to, you know, Eddie maybe needs to adjust the rules slightly, the rule set for EBI? Um, to, to, you know, because people are now, like you're saying, kind of, Playing to to overtime, um, maybe we need to adjust the rules slightly. 
I I would say so. Like, I would I would probably like if if it was me, obviously I have no say in it. I would I'd probably think something along the lines like the more aggressive, more dynamic person gets like minus 30 seconds on their time or something like that encouraging you to do more like i wouldn't say you get to start in a more dominant position but maybe if it was something time-based i think that would make sense you know the more submissions you go for or whatever like the less time you have because that'd be cool but they're more about combat jiu-jitsu now aren't they which which is also like friendly to watch and different you know but i think it's good i think it's good in the sense that it's it's helping um Jiu-Jitsu become more popular, more mainstream, gets you know more eyes on the sport, which is cool. Um, so that you know, it's been really, really awesome for that. And and I think EBI has went a massive way to building stars. There's Gary yeah. Torrens a star, and Gordon Ryan's a star. You know, the Martinez brothers are you know stars yeah. now. Um, and I think EBI's went a long way to 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 contribute towards that, which is cool. Yeah, definitely, man. Like, and they they've had other like like people in there who are IBJF guys. Like they've had Yuri Simone, they've had like Paulo Miao and that. So yeah, EBI is sick. I love EBI. I just think it's it went a bit stale towards the end, in my opinion. But it is it is yeah. sick. We need a little a little a little a new dynamic added to kind of refresh it slightly. Yeah, yeah I, I would see what, so. what happens with it. Yeah, yeah. Anything isn't it? Once once the sport starts, it's all very. Everything's new, so it's all exciting, and then people start to go, "Okay, how do I, how do I gamify that? How do I win that? How do I get the advantage and work towards, as you say, EBI overtime?" Um, and they start to play it. So I think if you are continually reviewing and refreshing, it's not a bad thing. Yeah. Because I think ultimately everybody wants to see submissions. That's what that's what people want to see, you know. Yeah. Give the people. Yeah, what they you know, want. People- if people, uh, you know, people watch the UFC, nobody wants to watch a, you know, maybe purists do people that understand what's going on, but nobody wants to see a UFC match where it's a real technical battle. People want to see blood and they want to yeah, see motherfuckers get knocked out. That's exactly what they see. They want to see people getting their heads smashed in. You know, nobody wants to see a technical battle with their cagey and feeling each other out and, you know, they're setting little traps. No, no, let's see some blood and let's see some, <laughs> let's see some I, people laid I'm out. even guilty of that. As, as a jiu-jitsu guy, like, I should be sitting there going, oh, I want to see jiu-jitsu, but I want to see people get knocked out too, you know? Like, Everybody does. Everybody does. Yeah, you want to see fights and you want to see people getting hot. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and, try, and then try and pretend we're civilised, yeah. Totally. It's like we've said on the podcast before, Chris, hey, it's like three things that we think every guy would secretly love to be. World 100 metres Olympic jam, world's strongest man, and world heavyweight jam. And, you know, one of them involves just knocking people out with just monster fists. Yeah. Like, you're, you know, you're effectively the toughest yeah. dude on the planet. Yeah. Yeah. Like, That's basically what everybody, everybody would love to be. Um, but, yeah, it's um, it's cool. You know, even when, even, you know, since I became aware of the UFC, which would be you know, Chuck Liddell, Tito Ortiz um, in the UFC, round about that time, how much has grown? Because it was still kind of like an underground thing, and it wasn't. Yeah. Uh, it was how much? How much has grown since then? So sort of what would that be? Mid two thousands, mid to late two thousand. Yeah. Since then, it's just went completely through the roof. Yeah, the, um, the scale level is crazy different now as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and even even on um, even even on sort of like a local level in terms of, uh, so like I came from a, a boxing background, you know. Um, and boxing was, you know, if you wanted to fight, you went to boxing. Whereas now, I think more people are doing jiu-jitsu. I think more people are doing MMA. 
And I think boxing's now, amateur boxing is really struggling because, you know, it's just there's a cooler atmosphere at um, some jiu-jitsu clubs. Um, you know, it's, it's a more it's friendly a shame atmosphere. really as well because, like, amateur boxing's a lot more accessible to everybody. So it is a shame if it is dying, you know, because, like, I know there's a couple of them in Sweden. They're non-profit organisation and stuff like that, which is really fucking good. So it's a shame if it does start dying to MMA because jujitsu and MMA it won't, is it won't die. Yeah, I mean, boxing, even even amateur boxing, it'll never die. You know, people have said this about you know professional boxing for ages. You know, when the UFC was getting really popular, saying you know boxing's dying, it'll never die. It's just right. it's now for for a very long time it had. You know, if you wanted to fight, I mean, nobody really watched Muay Thai or kickboxing, so boxing had everything to itself. <laughs> Whereas now with, with, with the UFC and MMA and, and you know, Jiu-Jitsu become more popular, it's like there's only so many people in the population that are ever going to want to fight. So now those people don't all just go to boxing. Some of them go to boxing, some of them go to Muay Thai, some of them go to MMA, some go to Jiu-Jitsu, some go to Judo. So it's yeah. now, like the, you know, it's all spread out, but um, it's, it's, it's less popular would be a better way of putting, you know, the boxing yeah. scene. But it's... Which is cool for cool for um, jiu-jitsu, you know. It's yeah, a lot more people. It's like, um, yeah, even the jiu-jitsu is growing. Like, I don't know what it's what it's like in Scotland, but when I started, like I said, I was like twelve years ago. I had to travel to to Oxford to train. There was nothing in Swindon. Now there's like three gyms, and they're all big gyms. You know what I mean? So it's it's mm. it's, 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 it's really good. Like I, I love it. I think the competition breeds breeds more competition. You know, it's, it's, yeah, exactly. Yeah, competition yeah, will like only improve everybody. Talking, we've had that time where we said that, um, well, we've had people say, you know, go back five or six years, there was maybe, you know, a blue belt was a decent level, like in the neck of the woods where we are in kind of Fife and central yeah. Scotland. You know, you, you had to almost travel to train with a purple belt or a brown belt or a black belt. Whereas now, even in Goliath, our home gym, we've got, what, six, seven blue belts on the mats. Um, yeah. and, and it's just that improvement, isn't it? I know you've got a, a decent solid squad down there in Swindon in your gym, Well, uh, the time I was down, we must have had, what, Dozen, fourteen people on the mats, maybe yeah, more. It's than... Normally, like between fifteen and ten on an evening, so it's okay. Yeah, I've only been open mm. two years, so you know. I think I was like before yeah. this, I was up to like forty-nine people signed up. So, but I am a really cheap gym as well. In case we get any people listening from Swindon that train at the other gyms, I'm cheap. My, my, <laughs> food, my food's good. It's like thirty-five pound a month for two a week, and fifty-five for unlimited, which is fifteen classes a week. What is um, what's who's who's other gyms in um in Swindon? We've got a Gracie Baja and a Gracie Swindon, which is like a Gracie Hermiter affiliate. Mm. Like I said, they're, they're both fine in the gi. Like I've I've got no issues with either of them. They're they're cool, but they're a lot more traditional gi sort of days, you know. Yeah. Mm. One thing we've seen. When was um? When you were Chris. No, I was just going to say where was um Andy from? Um, what's his name? Andy the. Uh... Is Andy Croatian or something? You know, that trains with us on a Saturday oh, morning. He trains. Okay. Yeah, he. Uh, that's right, Andy Jokic. He's he's from he's from that neck of the woods, and he was he was training at Gracie Baja, and he was telling us, you know, how much it costs, and he has to, you know, they had to pay for a private every month, and it's so expensive, like so expensive. Um, I've heard they ended up splintering off. Eh? They ended up splintering off because he said that they had to pay like X amount for their gym fees. They had to buy the, the endorsed gi. They had to buy the endorsed rash guard. They had to pay for at least one private a month or they would not advance class. Once they got to Blue Belt, they had to pay to then join the advanced class to move towards purple. They had to then get the ranked rash guard on top of it. 
And he said, eventually, like, five of them just went, do you know what, screw this, let's just hire a squash court, throw down some gymnastic mats, and just kind of roll. And there's so much stuff on YouTube now. Yeah, that that's what they ended up doing. They just, half a dozen of them just went off. And they were a bit like you were saying, well, the traditional style, they weren't teaching any leg locks, and they were going to competition, mm. just getting leg locked out the door. Um, and they were like, no, we're mm. not going to teach leg locks until at least bring bell. And they were like, okay, bye then, see you later. <laughs> You'll go away anyway. <laughs> This, it really bugs me of Gracie Bar because their whole slogan is like jujitsu for everybody, but it's it's not. Like I'm not just like selling ten class. Mm. My gym is like obviously free first class anyway. You know you can turn up in shorts and t-shirt which you bought from Primark. I don't give a fuck. And you know it's it's thirty five pound for two classes a week. Do you know what I mean? Like that's cheap. That's for everybody. Like Gracie Bar, you have to like, pay stupid fees, stupid gear. Like it's it's just yeah. ridiculous. <laughs> Breaks me. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, like you say, I mean, if, uh, if you're saying that you're jiu-jitsu for everybody and charging people a fortune, it's not jiu-jitsu for everybody. Yeah. Jiu-jitsu for everybody is a- a- anybody's welcome as long as, you know, I'm, you know, as long as people aren't coming in with ring warm or anything. It's jiu-jitsu yeah, for everybody. It's just, uh, <laughs> do you know what I mean? It's, um, yeah, anybody should be able to join in, in anything, you know, whatever they want. Um, you know, well, let's not talk about Gracie Baha too much. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> We've got a Gracie Baha. In that, and then Ten Planet, obviously. But. Yeah. Now, you, you know, your, your gym had a great atmosphere as well. You know, when I came down, I dropped in. It's just, as I say, I was down there where I could drop your message a week before you could if I jump into a class. Went along, and me and Chris have said this before the great thing about Jiu Jitsu is you can travel pretty much anywhere in the world and find a gym. And within half an hour of meeting folk, you're rolling about choking each other, you slap your bump. Do you know what I mean? It's pretty cool and it's, you know, appreciated all your guys being open and welcoming because luckily I've not had any other experiences when I've travelled, but I'm sure there are gyms out there that are not like yeah. that. I'm, I'm, I haven't had any, to be honest, but um, I do try to centre a lot of what I do at the gym around, like, American atmosphere, if that makes sense, because every time I go out to the States, like, it's so welcoming. I know, like, people kind of mock it a little bit, but I do think the Americans are a lot more friendly, so I've tried to build, because it's only a small gym, I've tried to build that sort of family sort of environment, you know what I mean? Like, where everybody knows everybody. Mm-hmm. And I do yeah. ban people dicks, I don't care. I'm not, like, a money-oriented person. So if someone's a dick, mm-hmm. they the door quite quite quickly. Like, I don't care about your money. I'd rather have, yeah. like, ten happy people than people potentially quitting because we've got a dick, you know? Like, yeah. I think you have to I think you have to get troublemakers out the door quite early, but it's interesting, you know, you're saying, you know, uh, you're saying you like to try and make your gym friendly, but um, like you're not, you're not worried if anybody take the piss, but I don't think anybody's ever taken the piss out of somebody for being too friendly. Yeah, I don't like going there. They're too, they're too friendly. I don't think people would say that about us. I wouldn't say, I wouldn't say we're soft. I think the, the standard's pretty high. I, obviously, I've got to say that, but I, I believe it to be true. But um, yeah, I, I try to be as friendly as possible. You know, when we get new people in, I always roll with them first. So I kind of like. They they can see that we're not some like chip shop gym sort of thing. So yeah, like I would rather be friendly and people be happy than you know. Yeah, like, that sort of I know. Um, I know from like our gym, sort of me and me and Ali are two like two of the older kind of guys in our gym. So if somebody comes into one of our classes, I always make sure that I say hello, how you doing, shake a hand. Uh, you know, if they're struggling in the first class, just say you know try do this, try do that. Don't let don't let me do this, and just try and help them. Just try and be nice. I always think that, you know, when 
I've had this kind of goes off jujitsu actually, but I've always said this to people when you know just talking about anything. You say, well, you can be anything you want. So why would you want to be anything other than nice? Why would you want to be anything other than friendly? Like just be yes. just be nice to somebody. You don't. Yeah, you know, just, you can. Why would you? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah I can. You say, why would you? Yeah. It seems like, well, crazy that it would be anything else. Me is how I'm going to act back most times. You know, so. If you go in somewhere and someone's a dick, then you're going to automatically be a dick back. You know, it's, it's yeah. be nice and yeah, it makes it makes life easier. I think. Yeah, totally. definitely. Um, yeah, it's I've, I've never seen anything from any other jiu-jitsu gyms that I've been in that have been anything other than that. To be fair. Yeah, same. Um, I think it, you know, you know, I think it's a little bit you know like um, if you, you're not going to go into a gym where you know people can fight and be a dick, because yeah. why you know what I mean. It's like, it's like, the, it's like we were saying this before, Ali, about, you know, it's like the Americans, um, you know, if everybody's got a gun, generally tend to be nicer. <laughs> you know what I mean? If you're, if you're the American, you go, I think they might have a gun, so I'm going to be nice to him. It's one of those things, you know, if everybody could fight, then yeah, probably be quite nice to them, because you yeah. will get choked. <laughs> yeah, it makes sense. Totally yeah. Um, so, yeah, so what made uh, you head out to, to San Fran and train under Danny then, Will? It was it wasn't random, but so I was I was coming to the end in the army, and basically I saved up that much holiday that I had two months where I was still getting paid. Nice. So I was like, I really want to go out to train Tenth Planet. So I like started messaging the gyms out there, and this is obviously I don't know if you know, but Denny's not part of the system anymore. He 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 left. Like him and Eddie had a bust up. But um, but yeah, so I, I messaged Denny, I messaged Richie Martinez, Gio, and Nathan Orchard because I didn't really want to go to HQ. I felt like I wanted to go, like not. I'm, I'm not anti-HQ, it's cool, and um, I'm sure they got loads of good guys, but I wanted to go to, like, one of the bigger stars running gyms. I thought I'd get a lot more, sort of, individual time. And Nathan Orchard was travelling, so, yeah, I didn't really speak. He was like, oh, you can come to my gym, but I'm not going to be there. Then he was really nice, and, like, we spoke on the phone and that, and after that, I think Richie messaged me after I'd already agreed to go to Denny's. So it's kind of like that. But I didn't, I, I went up, like, the top guys, and I was like, Messaged them, got a response, and just he seemed we seemed to gel. You know, when you speak to someone on the phone, they seem cool. So yeah, went out mm. of San Francisco, mm. and he is cool. He's he, he's a little crazy, but he, he's cool. <laughs> yeah. Tenth Planet guys seem to be a little bit crazy from the three. We seem to become almost an unofficial Tenth Planet podcast. I was saying that the day. I think I the, uh, <laughs> the twelve episodes. That, apart from the first two, when it was just me and Chris, we've had twelve episodes, thirteen episodes now. And we've had four Tenth Planet people on. So, but everyone we've spoken to from Tenth Planet's been dead cool and been willing to come on, even people that we don't know. Yeah, uh, you know, we mentioned uh, Brandon McGaffron out of Tenth Planet Decatur. Brandon's um, I, I trained with him a little bit as well. He's cool. Yeah, he seems a really yeah. cool guy. And we just messaged him, and he's like, Yeah, we'll come. I'll come on and talk to you. No worries. Which was uh, <laughs> pretty cool. Quite hilarious. I um, haven't met anyone yeah. who's. Like yeah, like everybody's been super cool. Like I don't know if we've got a certain demographic of people or whatever, but yeah, I have. I haven't met anybody I don't like, which is quite rare. It didn't like. I guess we've got just over a hundred clubs, so I, I, I don't know. I don't know anyone who's going ah fuck that dude. So that's pretty good. I wonder. I wonder with Ten Planet whether it's um because it has this reputation as being very kind of open minded and very kind of um sort of friendly you know and kind of anything kind of goes I wonder if it's like a reputation that when people go there they kind of become a little bit more free and a little bit more you know what I mean I wonder if it's like a 
because of the reputation it's got from you know Eddie from the top down, whether people then go there and just become a bit more loose and a bit more friendly and a bit more open minded, and then that just kind of spreads out to you know yeah. to, to everywhere. I, I hope so. You know, like I, like I said, I've got I've got nothing against like the traditional gyms. I think they're actually really like, they're probably better for children, like for the sense of discipline and stuff like that. But like for adults, I don't see the need in having to like bow to someone and do all that and like wear white gear and like I just don't see the need and I think like like I said I've, I've never been to a negative gym in my opinion but I've been to some gyms in the past which the instructors kind of like bark orders and stuff like that and act a bit kind of not out but they act a bit kind of like yeah a bit aggressive in certain ways and I'm like I wouldn't even talk to people like that when I was in the army you know I, I was a physical training instructor in the army I wouldn't like yeah. I wouldn't I wouldn't talk to people like that and I wouldn't expect to be spoke to like that but you know, each to their own, I guess. But I do think, like, no, uh, a relaxed uh, environment breeds, yeah, it's, it's not going to be anything but positive, in my opinion. I know, um, I know our friend Ramsey, um, he told me he had been training that sort of the big gym in Edinburgh, I wouldn't name it, uh, and he had finished a session and he had took his, he took his rash guard off and went to go to the toilet with just no top on, and he was told to go back in and put a top on. You can't walk about with no top on, and it's like, Why? <laughs> it's like I've just finished. I'm sweaty. I'm going to the toilet. It just, it just seems so petty and so like yeah. unnecessary. You know Even I mean? if just like, at the end, like next time, please don't do it or whatever. You know, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like it's waste yeah, about it. Yeah, even if it's said that. Yeah, it's kind of it seems a little kind of come on, man, fuck's sake. But yeah, that's what it is. Yeah, it's funny you say you know the, the bowing thing and everything. Yeah, it's it's all traditional and that, but it seems a little bit like. Grown men, do we really need to, you know, bow to the mat? Like, it's one of those things. It's one of those things that's a cool way to look at a lot of things. Because if we started this from scratch, would we bow to the mats now? <laughs> do you know what I mean? If jujitsu was a new thing tomorrow, would we all go? Oh, <laughs> it's quite funny. It's silly. In my in my personal opinion, it's silly. Like, like I say, each to their own. Like, do whatever you want, but. I, I don't yeah. want to call something professor or whatever. You know, that's that's not what I'm about. You know. Yeah. <clears throat> so you you were a what did you say you were a a, a trainer a, a a fitness trainer in the army? Yeah, I I, I started off. I, I was in the first battalion of the rifles, so I was an infantier. But um, pretty quickly in like MMA, I realised I hate getting wet and cold. Like I'm, I'm not a very soldier. Like I'm, I'm terrible. I hate getting wet and cold. I don't really feel like cleaning weapons. So my options were become a physical training instructor, live in the gym, or like get out. <laughs> so yeah, I became I became a PTI, which is fucking great. Like I did do a little bit of soldiering here and then, you know. But yeah, I lived in the gym. I lifted weights, did jujitsu, and it, it it was good. Yeah. But I, I, I am a, I am yeah. a fully infantry soldier. That's, just not very that's quite cool. So I don't know. I don't know much about the the, the army jiu-jitsu team, but I know. So from the boxing days, you know, I sparred with the army team. Um, you know, they were all based in Aldershot. Um, yeah. And you know, we had, yeah, we went and sparred. Yeah, yeah, it was a really cool. That's you know, the real really cool bunch of guys. Um, and they were saying, you know, they never had any chance to go to you know deploy. They were just training as full time athletes. So I know now there's like a. The, you know, the army have got a decent kind of jiu-jitsu kind of program we're on, so is that it's, the same it's idea? Like that. Yeah, it's, it's nothing like that, because like boxing, judo, like Olympic sports always get preferential treatment, you know, they've got full-time athlete scholar, like like programs, 
Like jujitsu, though, I'm not saying it was bad because I did get a lot of time to train, but if there was stuff that had to be done, you would be doing it with your unit sort of thing. Whereas, like, those guys yeah, at Ultra, yeah. all they do is box. Like, they live the dream. Yeah. They just box, train. I guess it is rigid, you know what I mean? But, yeah, like, it's, it's not like that. But I would I would say I probably still got about two months off of the year for training. So it, it, it's nothing to be sneered at when you're still getting paid, you know what I mean? But yeah, it, it's got big. Because I think, like, when I started in the – I started doing jiu-jitsu – my first army championships was maybe 2013, I think, maybe, maybe 2013, maybe two, yeah, 2013. There was like two purple belts. It was me and one other dude. And then like now there's like two black belts in the army, a handful of brown belts. So it is definitely growing, and it's like it's getting yeah. status. Yeah. It's never yeah. going to be as big as boxing. Yeah, yeah it's, it's yeah, it's you know the, uh, a lot of the army guys do really well in terms of ABAs and stuff and, and boxing, but um. They were, you know, they were telling me, you know, to wake up in the morning, have some food, to go for a run, come back, have some more food, maybe have a nap, train. Yeah. Just like we just, you know, train, eat, They are sleep, pro athletes. Boxing. Yeah, they, they are living yeah. pro athletes. They're living the dream. It's, it's, it's good. Yeah, but yeah no, I, I got my ass kicked up one. <laughs> yeah, the army's a little bit backwards as well. I think, like, there's still that mentality in the army that jiu-jitsu is not kind of real as well. Like, I remember, like, <laughs> teaching, like, like, fear sessions with, like, unarmed combat, like, just choking people on that. And they're like, yeah, but I'll just punch you in the face. And, like, I think that's why people believe in boxing a lot more in the army. So it's a lot more popular. They still yeah. kind of look at the yeah. MMA. It's kind of like, yeah, it's, you can't just hold me I down. Can't I, I, can't, I can't say anything because there, there was a time when I was boxing with ass that as well. No one was doing that, taking down yeah. stuff on me. I'll just punch you. Uh, okay. <laughs> yeah, like when I started, I think I was like eight kg, and I was like, "No way am I being pinned down. I'll just get up." But you should, you should yeah. can. Yeah. Yeah. Doesn't watch the yeah. streets. I think I stand up. Everybody thinks that man. I just stand up. Yeah. No, no, I don't think you would. It's, 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 <laughs> it's so funny. People are watching UFC at home. I wouldn't attack to that. I, I wouldn't attack to that. <laughs> like, I remember. Even, I, I, come on, you I'm, definitely would attack to it. <laughs> That's exactly. This is exactly the, the example I was going to use because I, I don't like Conor McGregor at all. I just don't like Conor McGregor. And it, you know, I I know people when I ended up defending them because they're like, "What oh, fucking pussy, man!" I, I wouldn't have tapped to that anyone. I promise you, if a world class a world class grappler is on your back and he's cranking around your jaw with insane pressure, I promise you, I'll give you my house. You would have tapped very very early. <laughs> yeah, no. um, so yeah, I, I, I had to defend Conor on that instance. Yeah. Yeah. I, I'm the yeah. same as you. I don't, I don't overly like him. I respect his skill set. Do you know what I mean? But yeah, like, I, even that, I was just like, come on! Like all these people are saying, I was like, you, you guys, you couldn't, you don't even have the cardio to have a fight. Like you'd be tapping yeah. out and being tired. Don't, don't talk shit about like, a, like, yeah. yeah. The, the, the reality is, the reality is, yeah, the, yeah. You, you would have Neon belly on them, and they would. Oh, what, what, what's that? I don't know what that is. I don't like it. Yeah, like literally, <laughs> a bit of shoulder pressure, and that'd be them done. Like, it wouldn't. What What's always um, What's always funny, and is when you when you're a kind of a lower belt like we are, and you roll with a you know a good black belt, or you know a good you know, even a good purple belt, really, but you know a good level guy, is the top pressure is it doesn't make sense. You know, yeah. the first time I rolled with our our um, our professor, and we hate that word, but our professor, um, when we you know first time rolling with him, he, and he was being. He's a friend of mine, so he was being a bit of a dick. But he was putting some real pressure on, and it was just, it doesn't make sense. Like, I don't understand how you're doing this. Yeah. Um, 
that's the thing that it's one of the things in jiu-jitsu that's kind of weird you know and and that's obviously a guy who's good but he's not you know a khabib level grappler you know he's not yeah. like that level so you think the pressure that he must be able to put on is insane yeah. phenomenal um which I suppose, which I suppose is the art. You know, that's, that's no, I rolled with some like, Div One wrestlers when I was in America. I've rolled with some Div One wrestlers, and their pressure is insane. And like Khabib's, like, yeah, it's it's it's, it's insane. Yeah, it's, it's just different. Yeah. Like that's the thing I love about Jiu-Jitsu, is that it's always levels. You know, it's like you get like you can be a good blue belt, and then there's a good pub belt. It's a level, level, level. These elite guys, man. Like, yeah, and wrestlers have just got that fucking grip. They they just got it, yeah. man. It's just yeah. tough and gritty and pressure and grinding. Yeah, yeah. I know the the um the guy that I lost to in Naga Europe, um a, a big German guy was a wrestler, and a, 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 quite a good wrestler by all counts. And um he he took he just he was just taking everybody for, everybody for a ride and nobody could do anything. So I didn't have a coach with me. If I had a coach with me, I think I I would have beat him because I think I'd better jiu jitsu. I'd been a dumbass and been macho. I decided I was going to try and wrestle him, even though I don't, I don't do any wrestling. It took me for a ride. <laughs> um, it was quite, quite funny, but yeah, there's, it, 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 you know, if it, there's nothing I could have done, like other than pull guard or you know whatever, you, you think you, there's something I could do to stop this? No, there's nothing you could do to stop it. And he's, you know, again in terms of levels, he's not. You know, he's not a division one wrestler. He's a you know a good German wrestler, and I did not. There's nothing I could have done. It was just boom. So you've got a pull guard. <laughs> <laughs> if you see well, someone wrestling, you pull guard. See, this is what happened because I went on my own. I went with one of our friends, and he, but he was on the same time as me. Um, and I if I had a coach with me, it would have said pull guard. And the other thing that I was thinking about as I walked into that was. I wonder because I'd heel hooked the two people before, yeah. so I'm going. I wonder if she's just. I wonder if she's just drop in for an Eminari role and try and heel hook them right from the get go. But by the time I was thinking about this, the referee had went, hmm. and I just went, "Oh shit!" And tried to wrestle, <laughs> and he just fucked me up. <laughs> but if I had, if I'd had a coach, me, he would have just said, "I just sit down, I just sit yeah. down." Literally, that's what I watch their opponent, and I'll be like, I see how they're standing, and if they look like they have an inkling of wrestling or MMA, or even they've just played a little bit of rugby, I might pull up. Don't fuck them out, like you know, yeah. pull guard, start playing jujitsu. Like, there's nothing worse than seeing like two people wrestle who can't wrestle, and there's nothing worse than seeing my guys get slammed on the head. You know, so like, yeah. pull guard. I know. We <laughs> not were, good, we not were, good fun. Uh, we were talking about talking about in the gi a couple of months, well, tail end of last year, and we were in the gi for some a couple of training sessions, and a new guy came along that Chris knew and a few of the other guys knew, but had a white belt on. And he's like, do you want to roll? And I was like, yeah, cool. No one had told me. He's like, what is Jim? Is he a brown or a Dan in judo? Chris? I think he's a brown, but he probably should be a, a, you know, he probably should be a black belt. And he just, yeah. luckily I decided right at the last second to, to start from seated. Because he was like, do you want to start standing or do you want to start seated? And I was like, ah, we'll just start seated. We'll take it easy thinking he's a new guy with the white belt. And he literally just grabbed my gear and I was like, oh, yeah, I'm just going to get smashed now. And it was like, just... <laughs> I know if we'd started standing, I would have flown. Like, there's no two ways yeah. about that. I would have flown through the air. That's why geese are stupid. Yeah, <laughs> that's why you don't wear collars. Okay. <laughs> uh, uh, so, what um, what what was the what was the last competition um that you, that you were in? 
I did the Polaris trials this year. Okay. Yeah, I, I lost in the first round to, I don't know his name. He, he he's, runs a gym called Hive BJJ. It's up north somewhere. Um, he's under Camel. He was fucking hench. I'm like 78, 79 kg, and he was like 110. But um, okay. I'll, I'll, I'll send you guys over the video afterwards. But like, I'm not, I, it was all me. Like, I was rubber guarding the shit out of him. It was going perfect. And then he just meatheaded his way through and managed to tap me. So, yeah, fair play. But, um, but did, uh, haven't you competed at like 93? I'm sure I read that. Have you not, you not competed yeah. quite heavy? Yeah, I, I, I walk around about 82, 83 there. So um, right, okay. when I did Naga, I got the silver medal. I uh, I decided to do the heavyweight division because I was trying to avoid Owen O'Flanagan. So that was oh. <laughs> that was the reason in that. But yeah, I, I normally walk around like at the minute I'm at, like 79, but I normally walk around like 82, something like that. So I should really find okay. like 79.5, but yeah. And then the one before that, which was actually this year as well, I did the Somerset Open. And I did the under 85 kg, and then they didn't have an opponent for the under 91, so I went and beat him as well. So, as you do, he's <laughs> some big Polish dude. I was from the start, he was like walking around, and then he brought his little girl there when he was watching. I was like, I don't want to beat him in front of his girl, but I, I had to do it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Do you do you find that is it is it difficult to get? I know up here it's difficult for like brown belts and black belts to get matches. Is it, is it difficult down there, or is it, is it a lot bit easier? I like yeah, it, it it's it's not too hard. Like if I show up to a competition, I'll probably get like one match. But sometimes mm. I'm a bit like, hesitant to pay like fifty quid or whatever for a competition and get like one match. So yeah, it's, yeah. it's it is still like I don't know why. Cause there's so many brown and black belts they just don't show up. Like, I feel like maybe the brown belts are wanting to get their black belt, so they don't want to compete as much or something or look bad. But, yeah, mm. I, I like competing, man. I want to compete more, so. Yeah, I know in our, our sorry, um, day-to-day coach, John, he's a brown belt, and he's um, he has the same, you know, the problems up here. Very difficult to get matches. Um, uh, you know, and I, I think he had said the same thing. You know, I'm not paying... 50, 60 quid for a, a competition to get one match. Like it's, yeah. That's crazy. Like, why would I pay that? Um, it sucks. I don't know why. It's, um, one, of the, one of the bad things, well, it's, not, it's not a bad thing, but um, up here, there's, you know, competitions are now primarily just white belts. You know, it's just cool. They're getting competitions, but um, there's, you know, there's not a lot of, very little black or brown belts, a few, a few purples, some blues, but mostly it's just white belts. Um, it's cool for them to get, you know, experience and stuff, but it's like, uh, it's not, it's, it's, you know, you don't really want to go and watch it because it's kind of yeah, just white belts. You know what I mean? It's Glasgow Open in 2010, maybe. Is it in, um, oh, what's the fucking place? It's in like some big sports, like sort of old sports hall place. Ravens Creek or the one that, um, oh, what's it called? Jesus, not... I can see it in my head. Kelvin Hall in Glasgow. Yeah, yeah, that one. Yeah, it's proper grand, like yeah, really fucking nice venue. I don't know why I ended up there as a white belt, and I was like, "Fuck it, I'll do the Glasgow Open." But yeah, that's cool. <laughs> so. It's a nice building hall. Does indoor athletics as well? Yeah, that's yeah. cool. Uh, it's, yeah. It is the same. You've got a ten planet black belt, though, haven't you? Yeah, uh, yeah. The, uh, the guy Glasgow got his black belt as well, and then there's yeah. Callum Murray. I think there's two because yeah, Callum's Callum, got his, Callum, his, uh, Callum's a black belt. 
Callum and Stephen. Yeah, you got two. That's that's pretty fucking good because there's only two in the UK as well, and one of them's um, basically up north, so Scotland. You know, like Darlington is basically Scotland as far as I'm concerned. You know, past <laughs> <laughs> Birmingham, you can you know you're, you're not you're not really part of the UK anymore. Do you know what's funny? Talking about that, I, when I play American football, we were in the we were in East Kilbride, which is just outside Glasgow, um, and we were in the Northern Conference, um, and we were the only Scottish Premier team at the time. And our opposition were places like Gateshead, which I can accept that's Northern, yeah. but Birmingham, Birmingham was classed as a Northern Conference team. It's Midlands, man. <laughs> it's in the middle, right? Yeah, when you're travelling from Glasgow, it's definitely not yeah. the north. Yeah, <laughs> because they were, they were a prime side so they like basically the south was everything south of the m25 was the southern division anything north of the m25 was north yeah i, I, I can see that on the plane it's like this isn't the fucking north this is like a seven and a half hour bus journey this is like ridiculous it's definitely not the north yeah what, I, um, i'm trying to think Swindon's, Swindon's kind of Bath, Bristol kind of way, is that right? Yeah, yeah, it's a little bit closer to London than Bath. So. Alright, okay. Yeah. I wouldn't recommend it. it isn't. I'm honest. I wouldn't, I wouldn't recommend it. Like, obviously, Jiu Jitsu, <laughs> yes, but town, not, not so much. I, I do love Swindon, but there's not a lot there. First time I came to the gym, I was at a hotel near the, the train station, and yeah. I just Google map to your gym. And it took me through some, shall we say, less salubrious areas of Swindon. Yeah. Um, when I got into work the next day, they were like, so where did you go to get to like, this random person's gym to roll about with random people in brightly coloured spandex? And I was like, oh, I'll show you on the map. And I was showing them the map and they were like, did you walk through there in the dark? I was like, well, yeah, because it was like November time. So it was like after six o'clock. And they're like, how did you not end up dead? And I was like, I don't know. you know, just like wander through places. And it was like, they're like, how were you walking? I was like, pretty yeah. much my head down, staring at my phone. Like, everything to, like, mug me, mug me. It's <laughs> <laughs> is kind of crack alley-ish, isn't it, a little bit? Like, yeah, I, I well, love could... it. It is a bit crack alley. I yeah, have it... had crackheads to go away from my premises before. Yeah. I, it... <laughs> Just go around the corner, please. To be fair, they were very friendly. They were like, yeah, yeah, I'm like, cool. Yeah. Friend, friendly, friendly crackheads are the best, so, you know. Yeah, they didn't care. I think, like I was just like, guys, I'm trying to run a business. Can you please, I like, just get around the corner. Like I think if I showered them, then they might have been dicks. But because I was nice, the same. Be nice, and people are normally nice back, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But, Even crackheads. Even crackheads. Watch the crackheads. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, that reminds me of. Um, have you ever seen Talladega Nights? Yeah. yeah. Film. You know when he's like when he's when he's in the he's in the restaurant at the end when he's like not driving anymore and his old secretary or his PA comes in and he's like, you know, yeah. I'm thinking about getting a gun and being a crack dealer, but you know, it's a friendly <laughs> crack dealer like, hey guys, you want to buy some crack? That's <laughs> just what that reminded me of there. <laughs> I fucking, I love that movie, man. <laughs> it's the funniest not film. We've seen it as well. Like, I love that movie. It's one but of the funniest films. We cry quite a bit. I love the um, the fake in it. If you don't do big, then fuck you. I love when he's like trying to convince him. He's like, oh, can I come first for a change? But if, if you would come first, then I would come last. <laughs> oh, man. It's so, it's so quotable, that film. It's so quotable. Oh, man. Oh. I, I, I love Will Ferrell, man. I think Will Ferrell's great. Some some people aren't too into him, but I think I think he's fucking great. Oh, man. It's hilarious. Absolutely Super hilarious. Super Land of the Lost. That is a fucking dope movie as well. Yeah, but Danny, yeah, it's kind of, Danny yeah. would have fucking geezer, man. 
Eastbound and Down is hilarious. Like, for, uh, just unbelievable. The one that the one that I didn't like to begin with, and it, the more I watched it, it grew me, was Semi-Pro. Semi-Pro, to begin with, I didn't like it. But as you watch it again, uh, oh my God, it's one of those, the first time you watch it, you go, yeah, it's quite funny, but the more I've watched it three or four times now, there's so many little jokes like hidden yeah. away that it's hilarious. You know, you know when they're, you know, they're playing uh, cards or something and... Uh, no, they're talking about fondue. You know, it goes off the fucking. You see that bit? Have you seen, I've seen, seen it? Bit? I've seen it oh, once. Man. I was like, yeah, I didn't like it. I've seen it once and didn't particularly like it. So it's maybe worth a rewatch. Bet, eh? There's a bit with a play. There's a bit with they're talking about. They're playing cards, and there's all the guys that are kind of in the team, and they're playing cards, and they're talking about they're eating um they're eating like cheese. And what's that? It's fondue, and it's like oh, it's the latest thing to come out of Sweden. And he's like, oh, they make a great, they make a great porno. And they're talking about this fucking stuff. And then the guy, the guy who's like the commentator for the team is like, um, he says, what is it he says? He goes, Swedish porn saved my life in Nam. And then he starts slagging them off. And it's like, and it's like, <laughs> and I can't remember what he's saying. And somebody calls him a jive turkey. And he's like, yeah, you were never in Vietnam, you jive turkey. And then he goes serious. He's like, did you just call me a jive turkey, my man? I said, no, I called you a cocksucker. And then he's fucking, this is fucking so, so ridiculous in a welfare way. It's brilliant. It's so funny. So funny. You have to watch just that, that scene. I'll, I've just murdered it, but I'm a really it's watch. funny. It's funny. Um, so I, I can't even remember what we're talking about now. I'm fucking thinking about Will Ferrell films. Will Ferrell. Um, but yeah, it's worth, worth watching. I, I, I could actually, actually see Will Ferrell doing a jiu-jitsu film. <laughs> like a, like a comedy you get to film. Like, not well I've seen Foot Fierce Way with Danny McBride. Uh, I don't think so. He's like a fucking washed up taekwondo instructor. No, no I don't th- I've seen that. I've seen that. I've seen memes about that on, on yeah. um, Instagram. You, you, that's what I've seen. That's, that's a fucking. That's a good movie, man. Like I say, Danny McBride's like some shit kind taekwondo instructor. Meets his hero. His hero's a dick, and he ends up having a super fight with him. It's good. <laughs> I will have, have, have to look at that. I'll have to look I really at that. I'll try find that tonight. One of Aaron's favourite movies. I, I don't even know who's in it as the main star, but it's called um, Balls of Fury, and it's about the uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. tournaments. And yeah. it's totally done like Masks of Death, and Christopher Walken plays this like crazy, <laughs> like half Japanese, half American guy. And it's all about the underground table games, <laughs> and they all get invited. <laughs> it's very similar. To Danny McBride has a uh, that was an absolute genius. He's uh, he's funny, man. He's found and down one of those things where, again, I don't think a lot of people have seen that, and it is yeah. hilarious, hilariously funny. Um, he's also really good in. Um, uh, Tropic Thunder. Tropic Thunder. Jesus oh. Christ. See, that Tropic got Thunder. pulled up again recently, didn't it? Because so many people were complaining about it. I'm like, come on, it's clearly a joke. Like, yeah, 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 yeah. It's, yeah. It's I actually watched. Um, did, did you see the thing where Rob, uh, uh, Jamie Foxx, when he was on GRE and he was talking about it, and they were talking, you know, you, know, you couldn't that do that anymore. Um, and it was like, yeah, you, you couldn't make that film now. But it was so funny. So ridiculously far out there, stupidly funny. Amazing. I loved Jack Black as well. Normally I didn't like him, but Jack Black was fucking ace. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. A, <laughs> Did you see that he was saying Robert Downey Jr. said that the reason he didn't get loads of hassle at the time 
for doing blackface was because everyone went crazy about Ben Stiller playing like the retarded, like simple Jack. And Robert Downey's like, I'm blackface, guys. And like, no one mentioned But the joke on the joke is that Robert Downey was playing an Australian playing a black guy. But nobody yeah. was worried about him playing. Nobody, you know, it's not him playing Australian. Nobody cares about that. It's just like the joke on the joke. It's so stupid. Yeah, but yeah. it's so good though. It's yeah, it's, it's one Tom of Cruise. the funniest films. Even Tom Cruise. Tom Cruise in that bit as as yeah. uh, Les Grossman is fuck me. That's <laughs> it's very disappointing. Like to want like seventy million dollars for Temple Jack, and he hangs up. He's like, we don't negotiate with terrorists. And it was like, <laughs> so fucking stupid. It's so stupid. Oh man, I love to watch. I'm going to have to watch some films tomorrow now. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, 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 I need to rewatch that because that was, that was a good film. Um, what was that? Mike, you just said? Well, Pardon? Oh, Footfist oh, Way. Footfist Way. Footfist Way. I'll need to watch that. I'll need to dig oh, it out. I need I'll to watch that as well. Yes. I'm going to have to search that. I'm going to have to search for that. Taekwondo instructor. It's like all the things that are wrong with Taekwondo as well. It's like it, it doesn't like sugarcoat. It's, it's good. Jeez. I'm going to have to watch that film, man. I like a, I like a good uh, Danny McBride film. Yeah, exactly. oh, man. Your Highness was good as well. Have you seen that one? Which one? The what? Your Highness. Oh, that's oh, yeah, 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 yeah. That's Kevin James Franco. That's, that's a good movie as well. That's the one. That's the one where the servant guy's got a. He's, haircut but it looks like a fucking penis yeah like look at Courtney's hair classic it's brilliant I'd like to hang out with Danny he's a cool dude yeah man it'd be cool to go for a pint with Danny McBride that would be cool I would be cool yeah he's a funny guy super funny oh man I can't I can't even think about anything now I'm fucking I'm thinking about films I'm comedy movies I'm trying, to think about, I'm trying to think about good comedy movies. Um, and my favourite is Superbad. I love Superbad. 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 I've watched that recently again. Um, yeah, I watched it. You know what? One of the, that's good. Yeah. I think, it, I, think, I think it's on Netflix now. I think that's why I watched it, actually. One of the best films, um, and not again, nobody's seen it. Have you seen Basketball? Yes, that's I love Basketball. basketball. Hey, Parker. Matt Stone. Parker, Matt Stone. Oh, it's amazing. It is yeah. the right, that's film. Basketball. Oh my god. Basketball. Basketball. Yeah. It is the... hilarious. It's so with, like, stupid. It's, it's like um it's kinda like uh airplane. That's that's how stupid it is. You've seen have you yeah, seen like airplane? Comedy, yeah, yeah, it's like that. It's like so stupid. Like there's so many silly jokes. It's just funny. It's, uh, so, it's super stupid, super funny. Um, I like. Well, I actually love those. You know, Matt Parker and Trey Stoner. Uh, Team America's obviously fucking. <laughs> Team America's just brilliant. <laughs> Team America. Team America. Oh, dear, yes. Team America's a great one, man. The 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 sex scene. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Wilson. Yeah, yeah. That's been added. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. That's another good one from back in the day that I've not seen. It's the same as um, the other one that I like, has him and Vince Bond, Wedding Crashers. That's a sick movie. 
underrated. I've never seen that. that. Will Ferrell with the fucking nunchucks and he's like, <laughs> he's like, you've got funerals. Yeah. I've seen yeah. that one. I, t- I, tell you what was, I tell you what was really, really, really funny and it's just uh, a recent film on Amazon. Um, it's called Jexy. Yeah, I watched I've that too. That. Yeah. Oh my god, it's so it funny. So he's like, charging his phone up and he's putting his phone in. <laughs> Pull it out. Yeah, 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 yeah. That was a good film. It was a very, very funny film. I was actually surprised. Um, I thought it was gonna be alright, but yeah, it was it was, it was good. Yeah, it was funny. Uh, it was funny, I like that. Um man. I need to go and watch some films now, I need I need to go and I, one of the films, uh, um, again, a film that could never, ever be made now is uh, Blazing Saddles. Have you seen Blazing Saddles? Yeah, yeah. That couldn't go really, yeah. <laughs> it's not be made now, man. 100% so not ridiculous. So ridiculous. You um, need to like, go out and buy these because they'll probably be banned eventually. Yeah. yeah, yeah, they will be banned eventually. You won't be able to watch them. You know, but it's... Um, yeah. The joke, again, it's a it's a joke in the joke because they all don't you know they all they all don't like the black guy. It's yeah. the black guy who saves them. They end up loving the black guy. So it's like you know you know we don't black guy and then the black guy is actually the awesome guy who saves them all. So it's, you can see the joke, but you still sure. couldn't. There's no way you could make it. You, you know, um, people get too too offended nowadays, man. Like I, yeah, I read something definitely. a couple months back about people getting offended about Tolkien's work. Like I I love Lord of the Rings, but I'm a massive nerd. But like people are getting offended, saying that the the orc shouldn't be treated that way and stuff of that nature, and then it's a derogative term. I'm like, Tolkien died a long time ago. Like, come on, like get get a grip. Like, I love the fact that standing up for still fucking yeah, standing up for orcs. Yeah, endless. Saruman was using his slate. It's completely outrageous. It's fucking. That is a stage too far. You are a, you are by a, quite a self-professed big nerd, though, aren't you, Will? Yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, I think a lot of the guys are when you scratch below the surface and all you're into the we played Warhammer and D and D and all the are good you, stuff. Are you two going to start talking about Star Wars? I'm leaving. <laughs> I didn't enjoy the new Star Wars just that much, if I'm honest. But they were. Like, <laughs> I've never seen two things. There's two things. With people, there's two things. Two things about me that surprise people as I've never seen Star Wars and I've never eaten pasta. What's wrong with you? How have you gone this far? You've never eaten pasta. Never eaten pasta and I haven't watched Star Wars. That's the two oh, things I just laid out. What's wrong with pasta? It just looks weird, man. I think it looks weird. <laughs> I love pasta. This is great. <laughs> Don't normal eat, people do well. normal people do like pasta. Yeah, yeah I'm not normal. I never. I hear this. It kills me. You, you, you just watch. I have sweet. never. I have never ever said I'm normal. So I don't know where you've gotten that idea from. So I, I'm not normal. I, I've never. Eaten you're going to try pasta and you're going to be like, "Fuck! What was I doing with all my life?" You're going to be like, you know, I, just, uh, "I think it looks weird now, so I'm just not trying it." What about lasagna then? Like, because you can't really see the pasta in that, like. Lasagna looks like regurgitated sick. I don't know what you're throwing up because my sick definitely doesn't look like that. In my head, it looks like regurgitated sick with like cheese on top. Wow. That's what it looks like to me. That's so there you go. What's your weird thing about tomatoes? Oh, yeah. I've no, no, I've not. I, no, I like tomatoes. Like, I like tomato sauce and I like pizza. Yeah. Tomato base. I don't like tomatoes. 
It freaked me out. Like, the text on the back of the book was just weird, man. Hmm? The skin that freaks you out because I can kind of get it if you're like the skin. It's like what well, you don't. Yeah, like. I don't like the texture of it. I just yeah. yeah. I can, I can. And mushrooms. I don't like mushrooms either. I hate mushrooms. mushrooms are the same. That's a common one there. I hate mushrooms. I love mushrooms. Yeah. But it's just oh, the, the other one is really weird. No pasta, no one, Star Wars. I just don't get it. The other thing. Um, so I love strawberries. So this time of year in Scotland, round about us. We get the the best strawberries you'll ever get. It's amazing. I love strawberries. I can eat strawberries for days. I hate strawberry jam. <laughs> doesn't make any sense. <laughs> wow. I just don't like it. So, yeah. yeah. Definitely weird. But I, I can accept that. So, yeah. yeah. You're, you're don't like strawberry jam. Yeah. Don't like Star Wars. Don't like pasta. Don't no, like no one's going to force you to eat strawberry jam or pasta now. You know, you're, you're a grown man. Yeah. You, you can do what so you I, want. I, 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 if I was ever in the military and uh, ISIS wanted to kidnap me, they could just make me make me eat jam, jam, uh, strawberry jam on pasta whilst watching Star Wars. I'll tell you anything. Tell you anything. <laughs> Don't <laughs> <they> need it. <laughs> oh man. I don't get it. I don't get it. I yeah. get what you're saying about the new Star Wars. They're definitely not as good as the original set, but I like Solo though. I did like Solo. So did I. Everyone slated it, and I actually oh, thought it's sure. a standalone movie. It was genius. It was it was genuinely good. Like you get past the fact that it's not Harrison Ford, which I knew, and it's, everyone was like, "Oh, it's not Harrison Ford." I'm like, obviously it's not Harrison Ford, but it was decent, man. And I like Charles Gambino as well. Like Donald Glover's sick. Yeah, he was a good Lando. He was definitely a good Lando. Um, <laughs> no, I enjoyed it. The theme is, I really loved Rogue One. The best. The best. Yeah, Rogue One was cool. The best definition I heard of that was it was the Star Wars film we didn't know we needed. Yeah. I was like, I just like all the little cameos, like when they bumped into that dude, he was like, yeah, and chopped his arm off later on, he's like, better watch out, and all that shit. It was, it was cool, man. Yeah. What, um, what I don't understand, <clears throat> when I listen to people talking about Star Wars, because everything in Star Wars is so stupid, I don't know when people are talking about it, whether they're taking the piss out of me. <laughs> oh my god, oh, Jedi, not too detuned. Oh. It's ridiculous thing where they're just making shit up now, so I, I then think this is what it's all about. And I think there's like a massive conspiracy around the Star Wars fans <laughs> trying to get me to make believe that this is real. It's yeah. not. Star Wars Star Wars is not about what I think it's about. I'm going to have to find some niche movies that people haven't watched and they're just asking if they've seen it and then just start fucking lying about it. That's my new aim in fact. <laughs> see how much I can fucking lie to people. <laughs> yeah, totally. Just oh, see how, much, how far you could go down that rabbit hole of just... They're like, oh, have you ever seen this movie? And they go, no, I haven't. Oh, man, it's about this and it's about that. You should totally watch it. And it's actually some, like, obscure, like, yeah, weird... Yeah, waste it. Like, waste it. Yeah. And if you go and watch it, and it's abysmal. That, this is this is a little bit off topic, but I remember my dad telling me years ago that he was in the Navy for 22 years, so you'll maybe appreciate this military sense of humour, Will. <clears throat> but go back to, like, the early 80s when everything was on VHS. And he said that one of the guys, when they were over in... Um, Holland or somewhere they've got like we were talking earlier about the the Swedish porn and they've got a porn tape like traded to them on VHS and it was going round the boat and everyone was like but it's recorded so it's just after the adverts so you need to fast forward through the adverts if you don't want to watch the adverts and they basically recorded four hours of just adverts on the tape (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and like fast forward and like wasn't it? Oh, still the adverts. Must have missed that. <laughs> just fast forward. That's that is good. That's that's some good humour. Yeah, totally. <laughs> it was, it was, it was, that was quite good actually. I had the most disgusting like sounding title ever. I can't even remember the name of the title now. 
but it was like a disgusting sounding title and they'd made like a slip case up for it and everything with like pictures and a description of what it so was but you just had to it's just past the adverts but there was nothing apart from adverts on the entire movie or the entire team that's, that's a good that's 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 a, that's a good track i do that's good, yeah. good. it's like, like the, yeah. in the nfl talking sports there was a, a quarterback called jamarcus russell who was like the laziest guy ever that got paid the most amount of money for doing nothing like oakland raiders gave him like 72 million guaranteed and he was abysmal and they were pretty sure he was like not doing what he was meant to do so the coaches gave him tapes of the opposition to go away and watch and it's like this is their blitz tendencies at this point this is the package you need to study go away study it we'll do a tape test on monday morning so they gave him the tapes away on monday uh, oh sorry friday he came back in on the monday or the tuesday and they're like did you watch the tapes and he's like yeah yeah i watched them all there were blank tapes there was nothing on them <laughs> they were like lion bastard and find them like quarter of a million dollars for it like, but they just knew you can't even bother to watch tapes like you're gonna yeah. pay like 70 million like, nah, I'm not gonna do that. Not gonna man, watch. if somebody gave me a guarantee somebody gave me a guaranteed 72 million i'd be doing nothing either <laughs> well that's basically the action you went the other way he's like i've got the money i'm doing nothing yeah, and just like they washed out the lead it's insane. It's oh. absolutely insane. Insane, insane. But I suppose we would all do it, maybe. I don't know. Work I, ethic. I, I, think I, I would try and be good at my job, I think. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I'd like to... I, I always try and, try and be good at what I'm doing. Yeah, totally. Again, I don't... I also don't have 72 million, so I don't... I can't make that comparison. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> You're like, fuck it, man. I do this for one year, I'm sorted for life. But... Yeah, absolutely. I always wonder, though, when you get to that level in any sport, like, at some point, it must have been your dream to be NFL, English Premier, or, you know, whatever. That's your dream. And then you get to that point, and you see guys arguing over contracts, and they're like, the club's offering me 95 grand a week. I want 100 grand a week. And it's like, give me the five you're arguing about, and I'll play. Like, I'm okay with that. Do you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> there's a change from, like, being the dream to being the business in, in people's heads, because it does become a business, ultimately. And, you know, you are a way, you're a commodity. <laughs> There's far too much money in football. It's ridiculous. Mm. Wages are. It was quite. It was quite um, disappointing when when they, you know they were talking about taking you know asking them to take a pay cut to make you know help club survive because of COVID and all that kind of stuff and and they were like no nope, we're not taking a pay cut you're, like, you're on two hundred grand a week you fucking asshole you know there's people there's people out there struggling to make ends meet and you're you're getting you know eight hundred thousand pounds a month you can take a pay cut for three months you're going to be fine. I'm I'm not um, a socialist by any means, way, shape, or form. But yeah, like there's a certain amount of money where it's too much money. You know, you don't need to earn that much money. It's it's just really it's not. Yeah, it's not even like it's not even like they were saying. Well, we want to take you know for the remainder of your contract to be on fifty percent. It's like you know yeah. for for three months can you take like you know seventy percent of your wages and it'll save us X amount and it'll you know that'll make the club survive. And they're like, no, man, you're still going to be getting like hundred and fifty grand a week. Yeah. Dick. You know what I mean? That's yeah, um, that's outrageous. So yeah, um, they probably should have you know, in football. I don't, I don't really care about football either, but they should have some kind of wage cap. Yeah, you're getting I'm, guys on fucking five hundred thousand pound a week. You're like, come on, man. The, the thing is, like, they earn that much, which is an exponential amount anyway, and then they've got accounts which help them dodge paying money anyway. So it's just, it's just ridiculous, you know. There should be mm. a stop. 
Like, yeah. no one needs that much that amount of money. But I think there's, like, a study done that, like, if you earn over £60,000, you're going to be, like, beyond happy. Anything over that is, like, a fucking bonus. You know what I mean? And that's £60,000 yeah, yeah, yeah. in a week. It's, yeah. it's insane. Yeah, yeah. yeah it's uh, silly amounts of money. There's a it's lot right. of money. When you're saying you're I'd like to try. Because you, you've got heavy into politics, haven't you? Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm in the local Liberal Democrats. I'm the environmental officer, so I... Right, we don't oh, really have Swindon, but yeah, I like politics. Okay. Politics, man, it's going to get it's going to get serious. <laughs> I, I, I promise I wouldn't go into it, but yeah, I, I just write letters to people and put up some environmental advice and stuff like that about it. But yeah, I, I do enjoy politics. It's, it's interesting. That's something I, I didn't want to get onto because I, I'm going to have to ask you guys on like your opinion of like the referendum for you and stuff like that, and do you like the SNP and. Well, that's funny because I think me and Chris are on the opposite sides of the spectrum. Yeah, and I'm, that's like, and I'm, and I'm right. <laughs> what's what's even more interesting what? is I'm, I'm not an SNP fan, but I am for Scottish independence. So I kind of fall out with the normal standard because I disagree. And again, we're going into politics here, but I disagree with a lot of the SNP policies, pretty much with the exception of Scottish independence. Okay. So one of the one of the things I think is super essential for everybody to do is, you know, everybody now wants to tear. You know, if anybody wants to have a conversation about politics, um, they all want to tear each other to parts. You know, so if you vote, you know, Labour or you vote Conservative or whatever you vote, they they want to tear each other apart because they vote that way. And you go, okay, well, how about we just stop tearing each other to bits and actually have a grown up conversation. Yeah. I, I completely you know, agree. I, I, I know, you know, I know what I mean. Like, and I think it's it's due to people identifying as a like a certain brand. Like say, like I, I, I am a liberal democrat, but I'm for the environment. I care about the environment more than I care about anything. Like as as far as I'm concerned, and the people in my party would hate this, if we had a bad leader that changed policy, I'd leave the party. You know what I mean? I don't identify, I'm not like I am yellow. Whereas a lot of people are like, I'm red, I'm Labour. So if you disagree with the party, you disagree with me and it attacks them as a person, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Whereas yeah, I just yeah. an intelligent discussion with you guys. I don't care. You could say, I hate Liberal Democrat policies. It's stupid. Like Brexit should happen. It's <clears throat> and then that's fine, you know, because everyone's entitled to their opinion. I think that's where toxic politics so, is because people get offended. Uh, it's become too uh, tribal. With, with, yeah, with, I think with, I think everybody could agree on certain things. Everybody can everybody can agree on, you know, uh, you know, you shouldn't be killing people, uh, you know, you shouldn't be, you know, shouldn't be raping anybody, you shouldn't be a white supremacist, you shouldn't, you know, yeah. there's things that you could all go, okay, this we, should, we could all agree on this. This is not. You shouldn't hard drive your family <laughs> country in COVID or anything like that, you know. <laughs> but yeah. well, what's 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 quite funny about that is so he is. I mean, he should have resigned. You know what I mean? He should have resigned. Definitely should have resigned. But what is amazing is, you know, the the videos of the press all outside his house, all standing together going, but you broke social distancing rules. And you go, you are all doing the same thing now. You are all outside his house doing exactly the same thing. I do agree, but I also... I'm I'm from the same thing. Like, they they put on blast a lot of Labour politicians, like Stephen Kinnock and people like that. But you've always got to remember that two wrongs don't make a right. You know, just because no, no, like I, I, I complete. I think like yeah, they shouldn't be doing that. Like I, I, I'm not overly for how the press act anyway. I think they act atrocious a lot of the time. But yeah, like I don't. I, I think they're putting that out. People are putting that out there to like try and excuse what he did. 
And I think that's that's yeah. Not no, there's, there's no again. I, I don't, you know, I don't know, I don't know. Um, entirely. So what's quite interesting is, so he, he did, you know, he did, he drove, you know, from London to Durham because um, he said he couldn't have any childcare. Well, I don't know if that was real or not, but whatever. So, you know, but what uh, you know, what's been brought up now to uh, uh, like attention is, um, so Ian Blackford, who is an absolute twat is a you know the SNP leader yeah. in, the, in the party so he had, he had tweeted he, he had he had tweeted three days after lockdown had started saying uh i'm concerned about being in london because so many people have got the virus i'm driving home to sky so he's driven twice as far concerned that he's got it and he's going into self-isolation in the sky and you're going well you've done the same thing that was never brought up so you're going well what what's who's deciding what's right and what's wrong here so it's not about saying you know you know, try to defend Dominic Cummins. It's just saying, well, should we not have some consistency? And you know, why is he being attacked the way he's been attacked? It's, it's I, I don't understand. I don't really understand the way everything happens. I'm sure there's reasons for it, but um, it seems strange. It seems strange to say. So it's not saying you know, I'm not defending him in any way, shape, or form. He definitely should have resigned. But other people have done, you know. Other people have done the same thing. I mean, Nicola Sturgeon, for example, travels from Butte House to Holyrood every day. Yeah, yeah. People do still travel. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Neil, Neil Gaiman got hassled. Neil Gaiman, the author, got hassled because he flew from New Zealand into London and then drove up to Sky, and he got visited by yeah. the police. Oh, well, you still yeah, there? Yeah. I think maybe froze up. Well, you still there? Oh, oh no, he left. Sorry, I'll add him back in. I just suddenly noticed he'd froze. I thought he was sitting really still at first. <laughs> <laughs> oh, add him back in. We're still recording. We'll just add Will back in there. I just suddenly noticed he was like, I was like, God, he's sitting really still there. And then I was like, oh no, he's froze. He's really quiet. We'll jump back in. I was using like Jedi powers. The Zen. <laughs> Jedi, but he's Jedi, Jedi powers. Yeah. I was going to go watch Sunset and it's not nice anymore. Yeah, it's been all murky. Yeah, well, you back in? Yeah, just, it just cut out then. Um, yeah, we, were sat, we thought you were sitting really still, just paying attention oh, to Chris Dawson. Well, has frozen. <laughs> Can you see me now? I can't see. Yeah, sorry, yeah, cut out then, just as you were talking about your Scottish minister. Yeah, yeah fucking asshole. Yeah, he, he broke the rules as well, and that's what we're seeing. He drove from London all the way back to Sky, his home constituency, and no one's really batted an eyelid about that. People are still travelling all around the place. There's just no consistency. Yeah, Dominic Cummings is an arsehole. I think that was pretty much the summary. Yeah, I think, like I was saying before, I just it it just gives people like it, it's going to undermine the rules. You know, people are going to start going out again, and it's going to be ridiculous. Yeah, and the fact that Boris condoned it, he's basically saying that it, the way I, I where I looked at it, so he was saying that um, you don't care about your family as much as Dominic Cummings does his kid. You know, that's why you stayed in, which is which is ridiculous. And one more thing that a lot of people don't know as well, which this is the reason I think it's so fucking seedy, is that his wife actually wrote an article for The Spectator describing lockdown in London when they were in Durham. So it's like they were trying to cover their tracks up thinking they weren't going to get caught. So all that came out of the press conference is just bullshit. But, um, yeah. I don't know I should have done that. Yeah, they've definitely tried. And I've seen all the stuff. And again, I don't know how much how, how much truth there is to it. But there's all those ones that the day happened to travel was just so happened to be his mum's birthday. The day travelled to somewhere else just so happened to be his sister's birthday. Yeah. It was a quinky dink. Like, hmm. I don't know. 
I don't know. I really have I really haven't been watching news. Oh. You, you got you got to keep in with the news a little bit. I try. I try. This is pretty important. Yeah, I've been keeping. I'm really I watching it. I've been keeping I gave up. up with it. I gave up. I got. There's only so much. There's only so much bad news I can take, and then I get. Oh, fuck this, man. I'm going for a run. I'm going to hit something. Yeah, uh, I, I, I like that before. Because like part of the joining the the army, I'm going in as an officer this time, and they're like, you've got to get up to date with current affairs and stuff like that. So I was listening to the Today programme every single day, and then, yeah, I do agree. You can take so much negative COVID news, and you're like, yeah, I can't, I need yeah. news. It's not, it's, yeah, it's not even just COVID news, just the news in general. It's never, you know, it's never good news. It's never happy news. It's always something bad's happening. You go, so, yeah, it's good that you, know, you have to kind of have some knowledge of what's going on in the world, but... Um, Oh man, it's so depressing, especially you know, round about this time. It's just constant bad news. Like, oh, man, I do enjoy watching Donald Trump, though. You know, there, there is, and you can, if, I, if I'm like, I want to watch the news and be happy, just watch a Trump story and you'll be all right. You just listen to his speeches. It's, it's, it's pretty good, man. It's, it's, it's pretty entertaining. He's going to take um, if, he, if, he, if Biden does get the norm and Biden goes up against them in um, what's what I'm looking for the debates. Yeah. Trump will take them in the States. Biden can't compete with that. Trump's like an yeah. old school 1980s wrestler jacked up on speed. He's <laughs> <laughs> like totally going down what's, that route. He's what's, um, what's absolutely staggering, and it was it was as well, it wasn't quite as staggering with Hillary and Trump, but what's more staggering with, with Trump and Biden is, I mean, if you listen to Joe Biden talking, I mean, he is. I don't know. I'm not. I'm sure he's. I'm sure he's not stupid. He must be getting a little bit senile and a little bit of dementia. He is senile. He's got dementia. How how that man is the best person to lead the country or the the nomination the nomination for the Democratic Party to lead that country is frankly staggering. And that if that doesn't tell you how corrupt politics is, then. I mean, there's nothing else. There's nothing else you can say to somebody because there's no way that man's fit to run anything. Have you seen him sniffing children? There's like a highlight reel on YouTube of him sniffing children. He's yeah. a weird individual. He's just what the oil company. He played all with the oil companies, so they're getting him in there. Yeah. Yeah, and the the, the, the one thing is, is um, Tulsi Gabbard. Tulsi Gabbard was brilliant, genuinely yeah. brilliant. Wasn't it? She was super smart and really good policies. And you think, why not pick her? So the fact that they've went with an old, what's what's mental is you know in America. You know, there's a, you know, especially from the political left, there's a big push, you know, you know, to stop, you know, old white rich men running the country, and then they pick like the oldest white oh, man. Yeah. <laughs> How does that make you? What the fuck? This doesn't even make a single bit of sense. Yeah, I'm crazy. Look at the other candidates. I'm not, I, I think Bernie Sanders is all right, but he literally had a heart attack, and they were still thinking about him for He's going to die. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. It definitely is. Um, um, I have got to shoot. I've got stuff to do. Um, that's like an hour and um, twenty minutes. Twenty minutes. Yeah, um, yeah that's good. Then I'm more than happy to come on again as well if you like need to fill a spot or whatever because we've got so much more okay, comedy. Yeah, yeah. Now we'll definitely organise something. Yeah, we could do one. We could do. We could. We could. Um, we could do one where we get deep into the weeds of politics if you want. Yeah, 
Yeah, definitely. Like, why, why not? <laughs> That'd be cool. That'd be an interesting conversation. Can I just do a shout out to my sponsors as well, Ludus Fightwear? They're actually a Scottish company. I don't know if you know those guys. They they train at Ten Planet Glasgow. So yeah, if you need custom fightwear stuff, go to Ludus. Phrase is really cool. Cool. Good. Cool, yeah. Just before we jump out, um, if they're looking for you on uh, social media or want to find out more about the gym, where can they look you up? Well, cool. So on Facebook, it's just Tempan Jiu Jitsu Swindon. You can add me on Facebook, it's William Lewis Stone, and on Instagram, it's Will Stone Tempe. Cool. I'll uh, tag that in the show notes, like young Jamie says on Joe Rogan. We'll make sure that it gets added in there. <laughs> In that case, we'll uh, stop the recording. Thanks, guys. I've enjoyed that. Yeah, take care, guys. Cool, man. Nice chat. Cheers, Bill.